you are listening to the B-Cast. You guys are going to get the edited episode where I started this and then I was like a minute in and forgot that I'm sponsored by White Claw. I'm sponsored by White Claw, everybody. So I have to go run upstairs because I wanted to drink one of these things. I've been on these, these bitches lately. Mm, that's the black cherry one. I've been on a really hard white claw kick because they're goddamn delicious. They're delicious, low in calories, and they pack a little bit of a punch. Just the perfect punch, too. Not where you're like, I mean, you can get really fucked up on these things. I'm not going to lie. If you, because you could drink so many of them. You can drink these like soda. They're gluten free, 100 calories. It's made pure, it's all organic alcohol. So that you don't have to worry about any of the guilt. This is the type of alcohol that doesn't lead to domestic violence. You drink these, you're going to get beat up by your wife. You're not going to beat your wife up. All right. She's going to beat you up. So I really, I really like these because I'm tired of beating up my wife. And uh, I wanted to give her a chance sometimes. So I uh, started drinking these. Um, just kidding, obviously. <laughs> If that that upset you, you don't want to see me do stand-up. And I've been doing some stand-up. Ah, so, um, yeah, it's it's funny how I'm excited to do this podcast, whereas other times I'd be dreading it because I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't want to sit here and talk. I don't know. We're not going to get into anything. What I'm going to get into is just the fact that I'm excited because I have things to talk about. I have things to talk about because I've been doing things. (sighs) Funny how that works. And I've just been trying to get active. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to snap out of this, like, the depression, poor me kind of attitude that I've been rocking for this last 30 years. (laughs) But it's true. It's a, it's, it's an ad, like I I snapped out of it for a while. Well, I don't know if I snapped out of it. I think I just developed a different habit, a different way to escape, which was the gym. So I looked, I looked like I was about that life, but I really wasn't mentally for sure. I wasn't. And that got all got exposed once I stopped living that life. If that makes even sense. But anyway, I'm just focused on trying to do something every day, trying to conquer that inner bitch that's inside of you that that just talks you out of doing anything. And, um, it, you know, I was reading a book called The Resist... Uh, not The Resistance. <laughs> that's a fucking... That's my Antifa book. I was reading a book about um, writing called... I wish I could remember the name. Um, damn. 
I think it's right here. The War of Art. See that right there? There it is. The breakthrough, your, the blocks, and win your inner creative battle. Now, I've read this once. This is written by Stephen Pressfield. I've read this once, and um, it's an easy read. It's like 150-something pages, like, you know, very easy chapters, very easy topics, and basically it talks about the resistance that's inside of you the thing that that talks you out of chasing your dreams the thing that 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 talks you out of going to the gym the thing that talks you out of uh quitting your job and chasing your dream the thing that that talks you out of uh going to exercise in the morning or going for a run or the things that just you know the resistance that you face when you want to write this is what he's talking about because he's talking about the you know writing inner creative battles but this applies to all aspects of life and um let me see if this is informational. Do you dream about the writing the great American novel, regret not finishing your paintings, poems, screenplays, want to start a business or a charity, wish you could start dieting or exercising today, hope to run a marathon? Buy me now. Just $9.99 at VicIsFunny.com. No. Um, if you've answered yes to any of these questions, then you need the War of Art. I'll sell it to you. Uh, no, I actually let people borrow this. In this powerful, straight from the... Um, I'm not going to fucking read the back of this cover, but... Basically, it's just talking about uh, oh, maybe this press this quote right here. Creative work is a gift to the world and every being in it. Don't cheat us of your contribution. Give us what you got. All right. These are like just straight motivational videos. It's it's about the inner battle, the inner creative battle that you have. And, and you know, what drives you to talk yourself out of these things and not do things because having not not being productive has been a sickness for me and i mean i'm not talking about productive like i don't do anything i fucking work every day i have a family i just i have to take care of this house you know clean and help and pitch in and do my part so it's not like i'm sitting around doing nothing but i'm also not doing something all day long there's a big chunk of time that i take for watching netflix for just playing video games scrolling through my phone like, I can sit easily for an hour and a half, two hours. Like, on a weekend, on a Saturday morning, I can sit for two hours, three hours, easy, just on the phone. Just scrolling, looking for things to post, laughing at things, showing my wife, sending memes to my friends. Like, that, that can easily take up, like, half the morning, and I've done nothing. I've contributed nothing to my dreams. I've contributed nothing to my, you know myself my health my mental health like nothing as a matter of fact i've taken away from it so i just i really don't know what it was i mean i've i've done this before if you go back to fucking the episodes probably like in the 20s or something or 30s i've been here before with the writing stretching and meditating meditating writing stretching one of those things tdw my there's no even t what am i talking about to you writing stretching and Writing, stretching. Oh, take another fucking sip of this white claw. Writing, stretching, meditating. MDW or MD. Oh, I'm writing, writing, MDS. <laughs> I have no idea. What I gotta write this down. Oh my god, Angel, what did you do to me? I took a nice little hike. I'm gonna get into that in a minute, but I gotta solve this. Writing, stretching, meditating. SMW. Yes, stretching, writing, 
meditating. SMW. SWM. No, it was SMW. SMW, bro. Where did I get tea from? I have no idea. What is that going on? It's embarrassing. Um, so back to the business. I had... I just... I've had enough of being a bitch. Like, I don't... I'm not trying to disrespect women. Don't take it personally. Bitches are powerful. If you had a pussy, whatever. I'm just saying I was acting like a bitch. You know what a bitch is. A bitch is somebody that complains about their fucking problems and doesn't do anything to fix it. That's like, poor me. That everything is like, I'm looking for pity. Like, no, not for pity. I'm looking for, um, like, sympathy. Like, I want people to... to I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just want, I'm acting like people owe me something. That's exactly what I'm acting. I'm acting like somebody owes me something. Like, I'm owed this path. Okay, because I have um, whatever. Because I have a personality or whatever the fuck I think I have that I think I'm owed something. It's bullshit. I'm not owed a fucking thing. Nobody owes me anything. I have to go out and take and work and go for the things that I want and put that work in. And I was thinking about this earlier. I'm looking around. I look around at my life. Like I have a home, family, car. Like I have the possessions. I have the work. I have a career. Like I have a career. I don't just have a job. I have a career that I can. I can work in this job forever and be, you know, safe. I can be safe. Like my mom, you know, worked in a fucking union for 30 years of her life and she's safe. She's set up. She has a pension, you know, like she put the work in and there's honor in that. One thousand percent. Teamsters. Jimmy Hoffa, baby. Start painting houses in this bitch. Um, you know what I'm saying? There's honor in that. I'm not dissing that life, but there's also the quiet desperation of living a life that is not for you. That's not you. There's a desperation. There's a, a feeling of, of, of um, like just immense pressure. There's an immense pressure, especially to keep everything up, right? Because I can't just quit my job and chase my dreams and just do open mics. And, you know, I could, right? I could 100% do that and quit and then, uh, you know, figure out how I'm going to make money. Like, but that's going to put this whole system that I have set up strained and it's just it's just completely selfish so I have to build a system to sustain it to switch over you know what I'm saying like there's I have to do something I, I there's nobody's gonna hand it to me all right nobody's gonna come to a fucking open mic and be like oh he's so funny Let's book them. You're going to make, you know, we're going to give you $100,000 a year to come write jokes for us or to come perform and do that. You know, no, it doesn't work that way. I don't think, uh, you know, but I can't depend on it. That's the thing. You can't depend on that happening. And I do. I, I operate my life like I'm going to win the lottery. I really do. When it comes to debt, when it comes to um, income, I, that's why I, I, I don't have. I'm very worry-free. I get that from my father's side of my family. They're very fucking relaxed. Like, people died left and right, and everybody would always still be happy. Like, we turned funerals into, like, you grieve, you bury, and then it's a fucking vacation because we're always in Puerto Rico. 
and we live with that pain, but we're joyful. We're always optimistic. We're always like my family, very, that side of my family is very religious. So they have like faith that there's a higher power. And, and that's not to say that my family doesn't work. They all work. They all bust their ass for what they have. But there's, I'm talking about like myself, like I'm operating with this faith, like that's like everything's going to be okay. And everything has been okay for, you know, it just has. I've had problems like anybody else. I've fucked up. I've done, I've made my mistakes. I had to fucking pay my debt to society and all that good shit. And there comes a point where it's like, all right, I can't operate with that mentality if I'm going to take it to the next level. If I'm going to take what I'm doing and turn it into something that's sustaining for myself, I can't operate with just like, I'll just hope it happens. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I have to work and that's a mentality that I don't have, that I have to work towards building and it's going to fucking hurt and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be a lot of work, but it's worth it for what you want. It makes you happy. That pursuit makes me happy the minute I do it. But there's like a, a point, there has been a point that breaks me and that I fall off and then I go back to not doing things and I go back to being lazy and I go back to, um, I go back to the chasing comfort and wanting to be comfortable and wanting to escape. I want to escape. That's my big thing is escape. That's why I tell you I can be on that phone for two, three hours. I could play fucking Sims 4. Well, I have, I'm playing Sims 4 on my PlayStation. I've dedicated at least 40 hours. Nah, maybe not that much. Maybe like 20, 30. Maybe like 20, 30, maybe 40. I don't know. I, I'd have to check. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was 40, to be honest with you. Because I've put some fucking time into what? Into living a fucking fake life to escape mine because I'm not doing anything. You know what I mean? Like I'm not doing anything towards what I want, towards my passion, towards what I love. I'm just waiting for things to come. And that's what a lot of this talks about in like the mentality of you just talk yourself out of it. There's so many things I have pending. There's so many things I could be doing. There's so many ideas that I have that I could work towards. I have an amazing opportunity right now with the dojo of comedy found in Morris Plains where, um, you know, we're looking to do something with some shows um, and being able to be a part of that and, and, and be asked to have taken responsibility. You know, when people give you opportunities, you're fucking chase them. You pound after it if it's what you want. And I can't do that if I have the mentality of like, uh, uh, you know, like I don't, you know, I have a, I do it with dieting, right? I have the mentality with diet and fitness. I know that my body reacts, you know, as a fucking 20 year old and 30 year old. Let's see now as, you know, as I'm pushing fucking 40. But my body reacts well to exercise and um, I don't want to say a diet, but I want to say like controlled eating. Like my body reacts to that. I lose weight. I get shape. I, you know, I have the frame. Look at this. Oh, look at this. 
What are we talking about here? I'm fucking flexing for the people that are just listening. Should be on YouTube. I'm going to fucking post this. Like, this is what I'm talking about. This work right here. The podcast. Um, editing videos. Make, you know, like all these things that contribute to my um, overall success. I'm not contributing to. I'm not pushing those boundaries. I'm not um, pushing myself. Writing. Um, getting the thoughts I have so many stories My whole fucking life story is crazy I'm fucking robbing Chinese stores at 8 years old Like I have stories I have experience I have overcome things I have so much to give And I'm not giving it Because I'm being a little bitch About my life Hmm So I'm trying to, I'm breaking that mentality. I have to break that mentality. I was talking to my boy, me and my boy Angel went for a hike today over in the uh, uh, Rifle Camp Park here in Woodland Park. Nice little park, nice little place to hike. You just follow these little fucking reflectors. And if you, you, you just follow them through the path. It'll take you like this. You know, one's a long path. One's a um, shorter path. One takes you to a fucking house where they have glory holes. Like, it's just a, a, um easy place to just take nice little hikes in the woods. Um, there's paths and everything. It's good. You can go for runs and twist your ankle and shit. And we were just talking about... Um, I went off the... See, that's why I keep... Every time I divert to try to, like, make it silly, I forget the path that I was on. And I got to work. Maybe it's the claws. Cause I'm almost done with this one. I got one more. I'll bang out before this bitch is in. By the time we're ending this podcast, I should be on the water. I should be on the water bottle. Um, yeah. So we were talking about, um, what was I talking about? Should run that back. Probably lost that train of thought. That might be all gone. Um, spirits coming in nice though. <laughs> um, we were talking about being a little bitch and um, just basically, I'm going to forget that train of thought and try to go back to sweating in front of the camera. That's why I wear a sweatband. Kobe. So I'm trying to change that mentality, putting in that work and there's just, I can't make excuses. There's just can't be no excuses in the morning. Um, I've been waking up 6am. I want to get up earlier. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe 6am is a good hour for now. It's because I just want to be consistent. I don't want to be fucking Jocko willing 4.30am. I don't need to. I can. Maybe I will. I'm not saying that I won't. Maybe I will. Maybe it'll be better for me to wake up earlier because the earlier I get up and get it done, then I'm I feel good like that's the first win of the day immediately I wake up at six and um I started this on Monday like I've always said I want to do it every Monday or maybe I started Sunday but either way I started I woke up in the morning I, I just the fight just to get out of bed power right through it ah oh, get up um come here I lay a mat down right here get my little uh, yoga mat I lay that down I start doing some stretching and I stretch for like 20 minutes and then um, and then right now I'm just doing push-ups nice and easy 
10 push-ups, 20 push-ups, third sets of 10, nice and easy. Um, right now, like I said, I'm just focused on doing it because I started the first day and I was like, I did like 25, right? I think well, I did 30, three sets. I might've pushed it to four. And I think I probably did like three sets. And then I just sat down and, you know, started working, whatever. Um, then I wrote, then I started working, then I go upstairs and do my stuff, you know, get coffee and get ready and then, uh, get the kid ready and she has school and then I come back and work and, you know, whatever. But the point is, is that I have a whole day ahead of me of things I have to do. I have to work from fucking 7.30, 7 a.m. till 5, 6 p.m. I'm here, right in front, right exactly where I am. Two computer screens right here, a camera in case I have to do Microsoft Teams, but I'm here and I'm working. And I have to go upstairs to school, me and my wife switch and sit there and get her ready, get the kindergarten, fucking virtual school. And I'm done like that. I, I'm not done, but I'm already have won. Like I've got the first win of the day because every day I want to do something active. Right. So if I'm, if I want to do that and I want to feel good and I want to exercise, but I'm busy and I have obligations and I have um, commitments and I have things that I want to do and I'm doing escapism and I'm doing all that stuff, this fitness stuff gets put to the back burner. You know, the things that make me feel good, like stretching, like getting my blood going, like getting active, breaking a sweat first thing in the morning. It just makes me feel fucking good. But to get there from here is the fucking sandwich, right? Because I have to get up. Once I do that first set of push-ups and that blood's going, the next one is easier. The third one, I'm fired up. And then that's it. Let's go. And then we're fucking pumping. Then we're going to fill out this fucking Fifth Borough Comedy Festival shirt. Shout out to the Fifth Borough Comedy Festival boys over in Staten Island. Hell yeah. Those motherfuckers put on a festival this year. Live. Live shows. Not that remote shit. Not knocking you if you do it. Good for you. Go fuck off. I don't like it. It's up to you. I don't like watching them. It's just fucking weird. I don't like being in fucking meetings. Weird. I don't like doing Skype calls. I Skype call my mom. I don't want to fucking FaceTime. Like I FaceTime some of my friends, but that's it. I don't want to fucking talk to you through the phone. I don't want to talk to you through whatever. I'm on a rant. But shout out to these guys who put on a fucking awesome festival. Um, I think I got to go to two shows over one at the um, Wawa Social Club in North Bergen. Fucking Artie, Aaron, Josh Wells. You guys are fucking killing it over there. Ron G. Um, and then where the hell was the other one? At some fucking parking lot. Fatty, fat fucker, fatsies. I think it was called fatsies. Oh, it's um, Matawan, New Jersey, right? Down there, Matawan. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure, close to Staten Island, Fifth Borough. And it was just an awesome parking lot. There was like 25, maybe 30 people out spread out, you know? It was fucking nice. We did comedy in the parking lot and it was fun. And I got to do jokes and people laughed and I'm working on that. Like that just feels so good. And then this feels good. And it's just like building on that. Like I feel good now. And I I never felt like this before. No, I'm just acting silly because I forgot where I was. Um, I just, it's just so much better. It's a really, really so much better being active. Now I got this 
this other thing I want to add to the mix, right? So let me get back to what I'm doing. I'm fucking jumping all over the place. Um, so I do that. I get my push-ups in. Now I'm at, you know, the first five days, the business week of business. And at the end, I'm doing, you know, I'm pushing it. I'm just doing more because it feels good. And now, you know, I want to get that feeling. So I keep chasing that feeling. So you have to keep doing more because you get used to it a little bit. So you have to keep doing more because you want to chase that feeling. Right. So if I did 30 push ups that first day and it made me feel good, the next day I did 50 and it made me feel good. Then the next day I did 50 again and it felt good. And then the next day I did 70 because it felt so much better than 50. And then the next day after that, I did 90 because 90 was way better than 70. So I want to keep pushing on that. And I'm doing that during the day. Right. Then come lunchtime. Daughters goes on lunch. My wife starts to make food. I still haven't eaten. I've been fasting at least until one o'clock, like two o'clock. That's when I've been eating, starting to eat. So I'll eat one meal then, and then I'll, I eat another meal at night, and then that's it. Uh, I like that balance right now. Um, I was thinking of doing the fucking one a meal a day mukbang, but the problem is it's just too much work. It's not really, um, it's not feasible for me right now. Uh, and it, I mean, it's, it's just the fact that I didn't want to invest the time into making it feasible. It can be 100% feasible. It's not like it's impossible for me to do. I just don't want to put in the work to do it, the extra work, because it is a lot of work to get everything set up, to be creative with the meals. So to make sure you're not just eating one stupid meal that doesn't satisfy all of your macro and micronutrient nutritional goals. That's a whole nother fucking podcast. Now. I'm just eating twice a day, so I'm, I'll am i go for a run right there when my wife's making lunch for the kid and herself, and sometimes me, I will go for a run, and I've been, I did that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday it rained, but I might have went later, thinking, one day of the week it rained and I didn't go, mm-hmm. Almost positive. Yeah, so I, I ran three out of the four days, and then today I took a hike. Today I did like a three-and-a-half-mile hike, I think. Uh, me and my boy Angel, he's been on the podcast a bunch of times, and um, he's been a, uh, an avid hiker, and he's an avid biker. And, you know, Angel fucking gets after it, and he gets after it every morning. He's got, you know, cardio equipment. He's got weights and stuff in his house, and that kid just gets after it every fucking morning. Um, he's another Goggins head. He's chasing that. He's fucking hard. Stay hard. I just made a whole relationship sound differently, which is okay. Not wrong with that. It's not my style, but whatever. And, um, yeah, so I do that little, um, run and act you know, and it just, fuck man. It feels just good. It feels good to put in the work because then everything else is easy then i've been writing so i'm trying to write in the morning just like a journal entry the night closing to the day journal entry and i want to i'm going to start um setting time aside to listen to my sets and write write out two jokes add lines add tags fucking half hour 20 minutes easy nothing overwhelming just easy because it's all about putting fucking um uh making deposits in the cookie jar like fucking goggins said here's some more goggins for you it's another thing i've been listening to goggins while i stretch and while i um 
uh, do my push-ups and stuff, I've been listening to the, uh, the audio book of David Goggins, which is tremendous. All right, so... Um, what else? What else am I saying here? Right, second, yeah. So we're just doing the run, and then that's it, man. Then I'm by by two o'clock when I eat my lunch, I feel good. I put in work, and then I put more work in. Like then I then that's it. Then I crush work, uh, finish, then go upstairs, and you know I can do things. Like I don't feel like I'm lazy. I don't feel slowed down. I feel energized to do things like doing things becomes easy and easier and you know my fucking my knees are a little achy my legs are a little sore and that just feels good i feel alive i feel alive i feel alive oh all right so that's it so that's all i'm trying to say about that just feel good doing shit so many things coming down the pipeline that I could be a part of, that I could grow. Um, so much opportunity. I've coasted, coasted on potential and talent. I'm going to sound cocky as fuck right now. I'm fucking talented. That's it. Okay? That's it. I'm fucking talented. I'm talented. But that is useless without work useless without work that's what that's what's lacking is the work so I just gotta put in the fucking work because when things pass me by I can't blame anybody else there's nobody else to blame there's only me and what I do. And that's that. So, what else is fucking going on in the world? I deleted the Facebook app from my phone. Hell yeah. That's been a... Uh, it just got crazy with the election. And I wasn't arguing with people. I had stopped doing that. But I was just reading... I was spending too much time reading other people's opinions. And... Um, it, like, even though I wasn't responding, I was still getting emotionally triggered. <laughs> I'm just tonguing at my emotions. It hurts so bad. Um, it just tugged at the fucking emotions. And what am I fucking talking about? Tugging at the emotions. Oh, my God. What did, what did I veer off into the subject? Holy shit, I just veered off and forgot everything I was going to say. <laughs> so life is fun right now. Let's just veer off. I'm just going to jump off a fucking cliff and start talking about the fucking debates. Are we talking about the debates? Have you been talking about the debates? What a fucking shit show. The fact that anybody can be excited about voting for either of those two fucking pricks is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, it's not. It's some, There's other things that are ridiculous. Like, people think that my clothes are stupid. Oh. If you... Man, I had one of the best talks with Angel. Just about... Um, 
just about like a whole bunch of, of, of array, but I covered everything from the lockdowns to free market economics to um, just fucking laws in general and the way the system is set up. It's people think that like it, if you have a different, different opinion about things, people call you a conspiracy theorist. And it's very easy to dismiss someone when you call them a conspiracy theorist, even though you have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. If you have no idea what someone's talking about and you call them a conspiracy theorist, you think you're an idiot because you don't. You just the, the fact that people know something that's not mainstream doesn't mean that it's a conspiracy. It just means you don't fucking know something. So I was talking about uh, with Angel, we were talking about... Um, I don't know. We were talking about war crimes and something. And I was like, um, you know, that the U.S. was convict, convicted of war crimes in court, in the International Court, in the Security Council. And uh, through the Security Council, they vetoed that. That was from the Banana Wars. I don't know if you're familiar. Back in, I don't remember when. It was after World War II or like around that area, around that time, maybe. I, I'm listen. I'm just talking off of memory, so you can fucking fact check me, and you know. But I'm the things I'm talking about are real. The dates may be a little bit fucked up, but around that time they got the U.S. was um, convicted of war crimes in international court, and then they vetoed the um, the punishment. And uh, there was a book called "Wars a Racket." And it was written by Smedley Butler, Major um, Brigadier, yeah, Major Brigadier General Smedley Butler. He was the highest ranking um, military official in the whole country, any branch of government. He was the highest ranking official at that time when he wrote that book. Uh, he was the yeah, the highest ranking uh, military official of all time. I'm sure somebody surpassed him at this point, but at that time he had achieved the highest rank that anybody's ever achieved. And he wrote a book. And in that book, he talked about um, those banana wars and how he was going to war in South America for the um, um, United Fruit Corporation. I think it was called United Fruit Corporation. And um, I'm, I'm, I think that name is wrong. United Fruit Corporation. I need a fucking young Jamie in here. Somebody help me look shit up. But he he. He, hello, he, he uh, wrote the book and he talked about uh, going to war in South America for the United Fruit Corporation, Chiquita Banana, and all those fucking people for fruit and um, killing farmers and, you know, uh, just paying for rebels and just doing a lot of fucked up shit, you know, and enough that they got convicted for war crimes for fucking doing it. And what he wrote about. And this is what relates to like the debates and all this shit, because people are arguing like the, the it just gets me so annoyed that people even spend so much time thinking about the presidency and all that stuff. When there's so many other things that impact your life, that's more important than who the president of the United States is. It, it just really is like, you know, people hate trickle down economics, but they wanted to trickle down politics where what you do picks, you know, you pick the top fucking thing and that everybody worries about and they want that to trickle down to them. It doesn't trickle down to you affect local. You're supposed to make it trickle up. 
in politics. It's supposed to trickle up. You influence the people around you, and then they are supposed to go and influence over there. But it's it's the other way around. It's the influence comes back down, and that's how you fucking want to vote for everything, because you think the government's gonna save you when it doesn't give a fuck about you. You are profit to them, one thousand percent. Your income tax—that's all they want—is to fucking tax you and keep. I might get into that. So, around this time, Smedley Butler. And this is when people say, oh, like the shadow government, the deep state, and people don't believe in that and don't believe, like, how can certain people control everything? I'm going to tell you how certain people control things. This is in his book. This is in Smedley Butler's book. It's a small read. I think it might be, it's definitely smaller than the War of Art, right? I have a pretty big thumb. It's pretty much smaller than the War of Art. It's definitely smaller. It's a smaller book. It's an easy read. And in this book, he talks about um, after World War One, the soldiers were really upset because they didn't get the, the benefits and the things that they were promised. So they came back fucking broke and no GI Bill, no money, no job opportunities. The economy was fucking tanking. And, um, you know, certain people were just running shit into the ground making bad investments, making bad decisions and all that shit. So everything was getting all fucked up. The economy was um, in bad shape. Uh, I'm pretty sure this was um, depression era. I'm almost positive. World War One was around depression era. I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember my timelines, but um, the soldiers were really upset and they were protesting in D.C. I mean, like I might be wrong with this count, but I'm going to fucking go for it anyway. Like hundreds of thousands of soldiers were protesting in Washington, D.C. because they were like, there's nowhere to go. There's no there, we don't have nothing. So we're going to stay here until you give us our fucking money and give us something. Help us. We just fought for this fucking country and you ain't doing shit for us. So they protested and um, they were protesting. So at this time, um. A group of um, bankers and uh, wealthy people in this country saw that as an opportunity because guess what? They were losing. They were the ones that were making the bad investments. They were the ones that were trying to influence politics. They were the ones that were making it harder for like they just were people that were trying to control everything. All right. So I'm going to drop some names here and I could be wrong, but these names are named in the book. I may add names that may not be in the book and, you know, whatever. You can look this shit up, but you'll see that some of these names, 1000% are part of what I'm going to tell you. This group of people were planning a coup against the government. What they wanted to do was get a hero that could rally all those hundreds of thousands of the, the soldiers 100,000 soldiers, however many soldiers, it was a lot of fucking soldiers that came back from the war that were disenfranchised and that were angry at the government. And they saw that as an opportunity to get them and that they can overthrow the government that we have here, the fucking republic for which we stand one nation under God, indivisible for liberty and justice for all. They wanted to overthrow that and they wanted to install a fascist dictator that they could prop up and that they can control and that they would give them everything and they could they knew what was going to be best for everyone they knew what 
um, the whole world needed. Now I'm gonna continue. Well, before I drop those names, I'm gonna fucking pop this second white claw open because if you got one, you're gonna need one after this. All right. Now the names of the people that were planning this are Dupont, Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, Prescott Bush. Um, I'm leaving somebody out. The Vanderbilts. All right. These people, the rich, the elite, the bankers, they wanted to, to overthrow the government. So they approached major a brigadier, major, major brigadier general smedley butler to be the fascist dictator to be the man that leads that army to be the man that shows up on that white horse and that's going to rally all those troops fucking take down the government kick out congress install the fascist dictatorship and take control of everything that's what the fucking plan was they approached him with this he writes about this in his book they approached him with this idea and um he takes it and he says, I'm going to think about it. It's interesting. Uh, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. Smedley Butler left that meeting and immediately went to Congress. Okay. This is documented. This is early stages of film. So I'm almost positive they have this on video. If not, there's pictures. He goes to Congress and he tells Congress, these motherfuckers want to overthrow the government. They want to get you guys out and they want to install a fascist dictatorship. They want me to lead them. They want me to get all those soldiers, rally them and storm the fucking castle and take over. All right. This is the first Antifa. I don't know what they call themselves. It's not Antifa. This is the opposite of Antifa because those that wanted the FIFA, they wanted the FIFA. These were the Tifas. Okay. They're not anti anything. They were the fuzz. Whatever. So. He went to Congress. He told Congress that he's a fucking patriot, a hero. And he went to Congress and he told them about this. And Congress convened a fucking investigative panel. They looked into it. Okay. They looked into it and they determined that there was a conspiracy. All right. These are fucking historical findings this is not me making shit up this isn't conspiracy theory this isn't tinfoil hat this is press like history this happened it's just not taught to you this happened they determined that there was a conspiracy but there wasn't enough to do anything about it wink wink okay and then you wonder what happened to these guys after they after all that happened, you know what happened? You know what happened to all those guys? The Federal Reserve. All right. The Federal the Federal Reserve. Now, you're probably like, what does that mean? The Federal Reserve. For those of you that don't know. And this is this may be debated. This may be a conspiracy theory, but legend has it. That the Federal Reserve was formed in secret with some senators, with some bankers, powerful billionaires on a train. And they went to like Fire Island or something like that. 
and they met in secret and in secret they formed the Federal Reserve and then they went and brought it to Congress. Now, some people argue that the Federal Reserve was never um, uh, fully ratified. Like they say that not all of states ratified that in the Constitution and they did some shady shit and got it in anyway. And basically, the Federal Reserve took over all of our money. The Federal Reserve, it's called the Federal Reserve because like everything that we do that's sneaky, like the Patriot Act or the, you know, Heroes Act or something where they they just hide shit in there. So the Federal Reserve, you think it's a federal institution and it's not. The Federal Reserve is a private bank run by private bankers that are not subject to oversight by our own government, by Congress. They have never audited the Fed, all right? Ron Paul, baby, audit the Fed. That fucking old bastard has been talking about that for decades, that they need to be audited so we can see what they're doing with the fucking money that they lend us and that we owe them, and it's a fucking, it's the biggest Ponzi scheme in the world. So when people shit on on free market capitalism, um, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about because we don't have free market capitalism in the United States. We have capitalism, a version of it, a very disgusting and gross version of capitalism we have in the United States. It's called crony capitalism. What that means is that we have capitalism, but only a few people get to determine like uh, it's capitalism where we buy shit that's the fucking capitalism of it you know and you could start your business and stuff like that but you are it's not free market it's like capitalism with the ceiling there's a ceiling on the capitalism in this country don't know if you know that but the banks they control who wins and who loses and the government does too so the federal reserve was set up and um my lips get chapped um the federal reserve was set up i don't know where i was going with that fucking rant the federal reserve was set up and that's it and then everything went away and then um the federal reserve and then the new deal and all that stuff ended up prolonging the the um the depression the depression came everybody blamed capitalism for the depression but meanwhile it was people making bad investments that were supported by the government that's where the bubbles come from, like the real estate bubble and the bubble that we're in now with the student loan debt. These are all programs that are run by the government because the government controls the scenario. There's no the thing with free market is and people are like, it's volatile. The free market is volatile. Yes, it is. But that volatility dictates who wins and who loses based on a merit system, based on who is good and who is not the people that aren't good guess what they do they cheat okay the people that are good are good enough to win now some of them are greedy yes some of them are bad yes but in the world i like to think that fucking good beats bad eventually like you know what i mean but i think there's more good than bad I trust in people overall. I trust in people. And especially nowadays where things are so transparent, like free market capitalism would be so much better 
then government intervention in health insurance, in all aspects of our life, we allow government to control everything. So I'll, this is an, uh, based off of also a conversation that we had today during the hike. That is how they make you a slave. All right. Now, the Federal Reserve is the first installment. That's the that's the way that those elite people that wanted to take over the government and install a fascist dictator just so that they can get their way. This is how they were appeased because notice they're still in power. They try to overthrow the republic. They're still in power because government married with them they got together they're like we can both profit from this we'll keep the power you make the money you take the money and you keep us in power we take the power we keep making you money you keep making us money you keep giving us power and that shit just stays that's the cycle the people that stay in government that don't get elected that are uh, that know this i don't know this by myself this isn't something i made up this isn't a fucking story i concocted this is stuff that is documented now are all companies like that i don't know how many are like that how many have really good vested interest in you and your people like there's so many companies out there that have so much money that have so much influence and you don't even know their names like you know who dow chemical is now these are i'm just saying companies names because i know these are big companies that have influence that have a lot of money that have you know like these are come i don't know if there's anything wrong with them i'm just fucking speculating they could be outstanding citizens i don't fucking know but there's just companies there's big companies and they have influence and they buy influence within our government. So we sit here and we think that we are have a choice. That's why people keep push, pushing that fucking vote, vote, vote. Yeah, vote. Why? Because they want you to think you have a fucking choice when you don't. Why do you think that there's only those two pieces of shit? running for fucking office do you really 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 in your heart of heart i just can't see that you would really feel like we all know trump like i don't have to talk about trump i'm not a fucking trump supporter we don't have to talk about him because that's obvious but you people are acting like the other choice is really any better really really any better no it's the same thing he's just better at hiding it he's got a lifelong history of hiding it there's speeches where this man speaks filth this that's just disgusting as well and and he's responsible for some of the most fucked up things that this country has done to people not one not two not two hundred thousand like you keep floating for this fucking idiot not two like millions over 40 years millions of people have fucking suffered because of shit that he's done that 1994 fucking crime bill is horrific and he supported it and that was his character i'm not talking about politics i'm talking about fucking character of people the character i don't have to agree with your politics to support you 
want, you know what I mean? Like I, the, we don't have to be 100% lined up. You're never going to find that. We need to vote on character, character like a Bernie Sanders. I believe that man has a good character. I may not agree with his politics. I'm scared of Bernie Sanders because he wants to give the government so much fucking power. And then, yes, it's good for you when you do it. I know you're going to use. I know if I vote for Bernie Sanders, he gets into office and we give him this power. He's going to do good with it. I know he is. I believe that. I believe that with you. I don't disagree that. But guess what? You give him all that power. That motherfucker's going to die in three days. Okay? Then what's left? Who's left with that power? Kamala Harris? Have you, seen, she, have you seen what she's done with power? She's fucking obviously corrupted. She's fucking hid evidence to make sure she's right. That's not good character. I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about character. If you flourish in this system, I don't believe you have good character. That's why the people on the outs, that people I don't agree, like a Bernie Sanders, I may not agree with you, but I just don't trust that when you're out of office, the person that's left with that power is going to use it. Now we give them, given the government power that they're not going to give back. They don't give back power. They don't give back power. Contract tracing and lockdowns and fucking Patriot Act and spying, like it doesn't go away. They don't give back powers. They don't say, all right, I think we're safe. The terrorists are gone. No, there's more fucking terrorists. Now there's this and that and that. Nobody's saying, you know. And you get fucking distracted. So people say that the deep state doesn't exist and that these, pe these people exist in this system that they profit from. All right. Banking profits from. That's why they sell you on this American dream of you working hard and buying a home. All right. Why do they sell you on that dream? Because the bank needs to loan you something. The bank needs to loan you money so that they make money because they're getting money for free. The bank gets money for free, bro. They get lent money from the Federal Reserve right now. Zero interest rate. I'm almost positive. Or what is it? Sometimes it goes negative interest rate. Like how the fuck do you get money for borrowing money? Like where are these interest rates? So that's what the Federal Reserve. And now these people are getting free money and then they're loaning it to us at shitty fucking deals all the time. Why do I need to spend 30 years paying off a fucking house? Why do I need a real estate agent? All right, not shitting on fucking, you know, I hate to shit on real estate agents. I'm not saying, you know, uh, you know, people make a fucking livelihood with this. I get it. But think about this. Why do I need somebody in the middle to for me to make a deal with somebody else? Why? Because the government puts all these fucking laws in place and all these regulations to help you so you don't get, you know, ripped off. But and what they do is they just create a whole system of you needing it. You need the government intervention. You need it. They make you dependent on it because it's a fucking Ponzi scheme. And then they tell you, you have to pay taxes. You have to pay taxes. You got to pay taxes. Oh, Trump didn't fucking pay taxes. What about everybody else that pays taxes? All right, where does this money go? Where does it go? It gets wasted. Wasted and stolen from you. Okay, when people say taxation is theft, people are like, oh, you just don't want to participate in society. Uh, you just don't want to participate. You're the social contract and you, the taxes that you pay help everybody. I want to help everybody. I'm not anti-tax. I'm not. I'm pro-fair tax. And then when you take my money, be accountable there's no accountability. Why? Because the motherfuckers took over. All right. There's no one to be accountable. So they run everything. It's like you're, we're under mafia rule. 
And then you, and then like just talking like this, like this, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is just the way everything works. Like everything's rigged against like money runs everything. And then the people that control the supply of money run everything. Like it's just right from the top. And then they make you mad at billionaires for not paying taxes. This is where they get you. They make you mad at billionaires for not paying taxes, right? Not paying their fair share. But they don't allow you to talk about what you're doing with the money that you're taking. I don't think we should be taxed this much. I don't think we need to increase the tax on the rich. I think we need to decrease the tax on everyone and spend our money better. How about we don't spend $15,000 for a fucking hammer? Okay. How about we don't spend $23 million on the toilet, NASA? Look that up. I saw that on a fucking article today. I almost fucking fainted. $23 million on the toilet in fucking space. Okay. There's not a fucking scheme. There's no scheme there. There's no scam, right? There's no conspiracy. How many times have you heard the Pentagon has lost trillions of dollars? They can't account for trillions of dollars. How do you not account for trillions of dollars? That doesn't make fucking sense. Right before 9-11, right? That's the big conspiracy. The conspiracy is, is that they fucking hit the Pentagon with a missile to hit that because the room that got hit, right? The place that got hit is the bureau that was held all the records that Donald Rumsfeld the day before. I don't know if you know this <laughs> conspiracy theory. Here we go. Conspiracy theory. The day before 9-11, 9-10, Donald Trump, Rumsfeld, you can fucking YouTube them, the fucking uh, press conference. He announced that the Pentagon could not account for $2.3 trillion or two point something trillion dollars. Okay. They just can't account for it. They don't know what happened to it. And then the room that had the records that showed that was the room that got hit by the plane. All right. Is it a conspiracy? I don't fucking know. Look it up. Look it up. Do you look anything up? So then that's why we were, and part of this conversation came from we were talking about the lockdowns and you know angel was like oh you know we got to do what we got to do i was like they're gonna lock it down again he's like oh we gotta do what we gotta do i'm like do we though do we because here was something else that's controversial because it's become so politicized that you can't fucking mention anything maybe the lockdowns are doing more damage than the fucking virus okay because guess what? All of the science that they're basing their decisions on is not settled science. These are all theories. All right. These are all um, they're getting new data. It's a new disease. So they're getting new data. And guess what? They've been fucking wrong a lot. They've been wrong a lot. And this is science, people. This is not disparaging the doctors. This is not disparaging the scientists that have been uh, not corporate shills or, or government shills like fucking Fauci or these people. I'll get into that in another minute. These people, there's a small group of people, okay? There's a small group of people that are making decisions for 350 million people. And that's not right. That's not the way that our framework of our government is set up. That's not the way our society is set up. That's not the way that the American culture is. American culture is we've escaped uh, another country. We escaped Britain. Like we came over here from Britain. We didn't escape. We left fucking Britain because we didn't want to deal with the rules. 
Okay, that's why those people came over here in the Plymouth. They wanted to come over here, fuck, suck, and fucking drink, and and live life. And then they had the con, you know, whatever. All right, so it's not our our culture isn't to be governed by a few people. It's not. We didn't want a monarchy. We don't want to be ruled. All right. So when you have a small group of people that are making decisions that impact a great number of people and it's based on science that's not settled. And when I say the science that's not settled is that there is conflicting science. There's countries that didn't lock down that are having similar results as us and that aren't as impacted but as us. Now, there's a lot of differences. There's culture. There's the fact that Americans are fat, lazy fucks. For the most part, we're fat, lazy fucks. So this virus that attacks fat, lazy fucks and people with diabetes and that are overweight and that have underlying conditions like everybody in fucking America because we've been programmed to be into a fucking system of medicine that doesn't cure anything or doesn't actually help you. It just treats you so that it's all pharmaceutical. Whole other rant. But... When you have that and these things aren't taking into effect because everybody that's talking, I wonder, I wonder because I'm on both sides of the fence. Okay. I, I wear a mask. All right. I have mask. My wife is concerned. I have a daughter. All right. If it's 99.9% or 99 or 98%, like I don't want to take that chance with my daughter either. I want to be careful. Okay. It's, you know, you do, I want to be educated. I want to be careful and I want to, you know, not kill everybody in the whole fucking world. But I also, I don't want people to kill themselves. I also don't want people to be locked in their houses all fucking all the time and be going crazy and losing their businesses and losing their jobs and losing their fucking livelihoods because certain people think it's safer for everyone. That's making decisions for everyone. Now I'm talking about across the country like that whole we're gonna lock the whole country down shit now if in your neighborhood if your state if your county if your um um your neighborhood decides different if we consult with the medical experts that we know that have been going and then people are bringing their concerns and people are having dialogues and we're making decisions based on what's best for our community i i'm all for it i'm all for it if if, if, if patterson comes together and we say hey listen there's a lot of fucking people in patterson we got to stay home as much as possible you know control how you go out make sure if you're in public wear a mask if you're sick stay home you know what i mean like if you're sick if you're vulnerable if you're overweight if you're fat start working out you need to get better you need to take vitamin d you need to take zinc you need to increase your your thing nobody's talking about that nobody's telling people to get healthy so that they don't get killed by the virus they just don't want you to get the virus which is impossible it's impossible when you live your life, especially when the fucking mortality rate is what it is. It's impossible. You should just not shut shit down for that. Now, this is just somebody that just wants people to be happy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, careful. If you're scared, if you have high risk um, family members, you have to be extra careful. You have to be extra responsible. And people need to trust the information that they're given. 
And if it's, you know, when you have somebody that like Dr. Fauci, who I don't know if people, you know, there's another conspiracy theory that it's going to come up, right? That there's no facts to support it that gets fucking, excuse me, like it's fact checked. Uh, if you post about it, like on Instagram or Facebook, it gets fact checked without anybody providing without anybody regarding the fact that there is facts that support it. Now, Dr. Fauci is the head of the NIH, the National Institute of Health. Back in 2016, no, 2013, I think it was 2013. Back in 2013, the NIH spent like $4 million uh, on a controversial science, which is um, it's a science where you manipulate viruses in animals so that it affects humans in a lab setting and you study it so that you can see and if you could try to come up with vaccines for that kind of virus. Like that's the, you know, it's very controversial because you're creating something that's not there. All right. It takes a lot for nature to mutate a virus that affects animals into affecting people. And then it takes a whole a lot of other evolution for that same virus to be able to spread from person to person and to be contagious. It can happen where people get infected. People have been infected with bat shit in caves and they've gotten sick, but they were not like uh, they didn't spread it. They didn't give the virus. They weren't contagious to other people. They got the virus. They got sick. They died or they got really sick and recovered, but they didn't spread the virus. That's a whole other mutation. Okay. So they study that and they do those mutations in the lab. Right. And the NIH spent $4 million investigating coronaviruses in bats. It's not a fucking conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. It's documented, baby. Documented. Look it up. Look it up. It's right there for you. So, who's the head of the NIH? It's Dr. Fauci. Now, Dr. Fauci, they're doing this in North Carolina in 2013. Somehow, now, I this is where my memory of it, and I'm going to tell you that this is, I may be wrong on this. They said that it would... Um, not be a good idea to do this and they were like it got a little too controversial they're like you know what let's outsource this we're gonna send this somewhere else and we'll continue funding it and we'll worry about it in another place and at least it's not in north carolina so we're gonna send this somewhere else where are we gonna send it where in the world can we send this kind of testing because this is a very serious virus that was i mean you know it's a virus that's not known it's not to people uh, yet so we have to control it so it doesn't infect people where can we send it oh we got to send it to like a level four bio weapon lab we got to send it to a you know somewhere where oh let's send it to wuhan that's where we're gonna send it so that's where they sent that study to wuhan now in wuhan same time frame i mean i think maybe it might have been 2015 um the State Department, knowing that we're investing millions of dollars into the study of coronavirus in bats, they sent people there to, to check out Wuhan and they wanted to do an inspection. And those people sent the wire back because it's documented. This was reported by the Washington Post. They sent the wire back. And then this story had to go in as an opinion, by the way, in the Washington Post. It had to be an opinion so people can't say it's fact. But meanwhile, there's evidence a wire 
State Department wire, these things are kept. State Department wire comes back and it says, hey, these people at Wuhan, they're not that good at security and they're not that good at safety protocols. And it's a mess over here. And there's very dangerous uh, chance that something uh, can be compromised in this place. Like they're, they're not following strict protocols. It's, it's like a wet market over here. So that was like maybe 2016, 2015 State Department sent that that memo. And then all of a sudden, uh, 2019, we have a, a virus that comes from a wet market out of a bat's ass that just jumped. Now, keep in mind, again, the mutations that it takes for you to get sick from an animal and then the mutation for that sickness to be. Uh, transferred and contagious to other people that's two mutations from some guy eating a, a bat's ass in Wuhan now if you believe that I'm you know I can't argue with you to me it sounds silly as fuck especially x especially knowing all the other fucking things that I just said so now I say that to say that the head of the NIH is the one we're taking the um advice from for the entire country a guy that works closely with the vaccine guy, Bill Gates, and um, he doesn't want to tell anybody about that, right? They don't want that to get out because then how credible is he? Like, are you just trying to cover up because you may have released the coronavirus in bats because you were studying this shit? I don't know, right? This guy's been in office for so long. He's been in this position for so long. And then everybody just trusts them like, and that's fine. He's a doctor. He has, you know, supreme qualifications. I'm not questioning his, his knowledge. I'm not questioning his, um, you know, the things that he knows. I'm questioning his morality. I'm questioning whether he doesn't have a little bit uh, extra skin in the game. Maybe he's not circumcised and he has a little bit of extra skin in the game. And he has a vested interest in pushing a certain narrative and going with the flow that he's told by the people in charge. Okay? People think Trump's an outsider and Trump's not a politician. But guess what? Maybe he's an insider. Maybe he's not as outside as you think. Maybe did you ever think about that? Right? Maybe he's a plant, right? Because it, it gets everybody crazy. Maybe this is all part of the fucking plan to control people. Now, you're like, how do you control people? Well, you fucking make them wear a mask. When other people in other countries don't wear a mask and they get the same kind of results. Like people, you could just be smart. You could just be smarter. You could be healthier. Now, right? Because people stop dying at the rates that they were dying before. And we've gotten better at treating it and we've gotten better at identifying it, treating it early. Um, and people shit on hydroxychloroquine. Meanwhile, there's Henry Ford study that's uh, that's been um, tested and it has been what's it called peer reviewed. It's a peer reviewed study. That means the people that did the study got a result and then the people that weren't doing the study that were testing it to make sure that the study was even true or they usually do it to see if they can disprove it it was peer-reviewed by another doctor and it showed that hydroxychloroquine is effective as a treatment 
Okay, regardless of your fucking politics, if your doctor has to ask you, hey, uh, what you know, are you into politics? Are you a Democrat or Republican to give you treatment? It's fucking disgusting. The fucking world we live in now. That's how you can get that's how people get control. And then, you know, my friend's like, but, you know, why? um, Why control everybody? And I'm just like, because it just it keeps them in power the the keeping us in fighting keeping us fighting about racism and keeping us you know attacking one person and we attacking one person to the point that we think another piece of shit is better like that's how bad it's gotten they convinced us that one guy is such a piece of shit that you know uh, that the other guy's that much better like they're they're on this whole you know they're first they're on the fucking tax thing with the 750 and then they're on you know they don't want to talk about how the fact that when Biden gets into office, he's going to make the laws even better for those fucking people and and the other and all of us are going to get fucking taxed even more, too. Let's not talk about that. But let's also talk about the fact that um, they keep calling, uh, to, you know, they're, they're on this kick now where they're like, oh, he, you know, because maybe he had a gaffe. Maybe it was planned. Maybe Trump's on the inside. I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Maybe Trump meant to say stand by and stand back, stand by. And then they're like, he never condemns white. I've watched the video today. I watched the video straight three minutes, three minutes of Trump condemning uh, white national, white nationalism and races and, and David Duke and the KKK. And he's like, yes, I condemn them. I don't want their votes. And like so many times, like three minutes worth of videos, this fucking guy's been condemning it for so long. Like it, the fact that I have to defend this fucking prick, I don't think he's a nice guy. I don't think he's fucking here on a white horse to save everybody and save the Christians. And it's the great swamp draining. I don't fucking believe it. I don't buy it. The things don't add up to that. Yes. He's done some good things, popular things, things that will get people to think that he's actually doing things, but he's also waging fucking war in Yemen and, you know, supporting a fucking terrorist regime like Saudi Arabia. He's also an authoritarian that wants to just dictate to people and, and, you know, and just all that shit. Like he rather just fucking, you know, he's going to fucking lock you up either way, either way you get locked up. So I, that's why I, you know, people tell me oh, you got to vote and, you, and all that shit. And it's just like, bro, why, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? People are just so uninformed on a whole other level. Like, they're informed on being informed, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, you're informed on propaganda is what you're informed. And I think people are, are smarter, and I think we we do need to listen to scientists. We do need to lo- listen to medical professionals. But these are people that, that we need to do the people that we trust, People that are more centralized. We need medical professionals and scientists to tell us what to do, like on a small level, not, you know, on national level. The things that affect the, the New Jersey and California and New York City and, and it's not going to be the same as Florida. It's not going to be the same as, um, you know, uh, fucking rural Indiana or some shit like that. Florida's different. 
then over here, you know, there has a lot of people and all that shit. But guess what? They have a lot of fucking sunlight and sunlight is effective at killing coronavirus almost instantly in the sun. When you're outside, you sneeze and coronavirus comes out, hits the sun. The sun fucking pretty much kills it, especially on surfaces. All right. I don't know where I heard it. I heard on the Joe Rogan experiences. It has to be true. Unless Spotify said it's not. So that I mean, that's. That's the rant. That's that's the the. That's the you know when people say like oh how do you know little people control how how does nobody talk about these things if you know, um if it's not you know how does how does a little bit of people control everyone, like how don't people how come people don't blow the whistle how come other people don't say anything, I'll tell you why because when they do, you call them conspiracy theorists and you call them hippies. So when they do talk about it, they're marginalized and they're made to seem like they're like you see this shit all the time. You really want a good fucking representation of it? Watch House of Cards. Watch the boys on TV and you see how they control the narrative on a lot of people and they play this fucking race card and they want you to be angry and they want you to fight with each other because they know that together if we're everybody's united in a front where we can trust each other and we work together we don't fucking need the government we don't I'm not somebody that's anti-government. I don't want anarchy. I believe that the government is a necessary evil. But at a restricted, small spot. That's my conservatism. That's where I lean right. In social shit and, you know, social um, issues. I'm fucking liberal as fuck. Gay marriage, abortion. I don't think these are things that the state should be dictating to you. Yes or no. I just don't think... That they should be telling you who you can marry, who you can fuck, who you can associate with. Like, I think they should not have anything in it. Whether my personal, if my daughter grows up, I would prefer that she grows up and never has an abortion. I, you know, I prefer that. I prefer that if she does get pregnant on accident, I don't prefer. I hope that if she gets pregnant on accident, that she has the courage enough to have the baby I'm not saying people that get abortions are cowards I'm saying I hope she feels like she can even if she does it alone or um, you know there's just so many circumstances then there's also God forbid she gets fucking raped right and then she's carrying a kid that you know like then there should be options I don't think that the government should be the ones to tell you either or i don't think i also don't think the government should pay for shit you know why because when you pay for shit you're indebted to them you're indebted to them that's why they throw planned parenthood in your fucking face all right because yes planned parenthood is a is is a wonderful organization okay there's people that believe not and there's people that believe that do there's people that have benefited from there's people i know that have received care and comfort and um uh you know they've received benefits from planned parenthood and then there's the other part of me that feels like you also 
are controlling people by doing that by offering that service it's like you and then saying that the republicans want to take it away you create something to fight for now they have to vote for you they have to vote for you because they don't want to lose their planned parenthood benefits Again, this is something I feel that is better served in the community, the Department of Education. The Department of Education controls how you are educated. You think, oh, they're there to control, you know, they're going to standardize and help everybody. The Department of Education sets the standards. They control the books you read. They control the information that you're that you're that you absorb. They control control the history that you learn. He who controls history is fucking whatever that fucking phrase is, right? They control that with the Department of Education. They control the exercise. They control the stuff that your kid hears. They control the fucking propaganda that they do when they do, you know, throughout the day. Like they control all that centralized by one fucking people in washington that's not good why you know people in california should be educated the way people in california want to be educated people in new jersey should be educated the way people in new jersey want to be educated and we should be able to as parents to control our own destiny locally but we can't because if we tell the school hey we don't want this fucking common core bullshit anymore the fucking state and the county and the municipality, they're all going to say, no, we have to do it. Because if not, we lose federal funding. And if we don't have federal funding, your kid can't fucking breathe anymore. If we don't get federal funding, we're going to kill your children when they come to school. That's what the school says. All right. That's what they tell you. If they if you say, hey, I don't want you to teach my kid how to do the vision like an asshole. And I don't want you to teach my kid how to go backwards on the on long division where it takes me two minutes to show you this. Now you're fucking carrying numbers that you don't have to carry on some stupid math shit. Because somebody in Washington says that that's the way everybody in the whole country has to learn. It's ridiculous. Options. Freedom. It's so much better than not. The problem is is that that's why the media and the government work hand in hand. Because I don't know if you know about, here we go, more conspiracy theories. It's not like these are documented. Operation... um, probably should get the operation right operation something mockingbird might be mockingbird operation mockingbird is the cia implanting people in um in hollywood and in the movie industry and in fucking in the media to control the narrative look at how many people if you ever find this i've seen this before the connections that they've made where they see all the people that are in washington lobbyists and staffers those are the fucking people all right lobbyists and staffers talking about senate staffers congressional staffers those are people that are not elected and they stay in washington they affect policy they read and write the legislation that affects us the senators the congressmen they don't read the bills they get it from their staffers they get it from their lobbyists and they just know that that's what they're supposed to do 
That's what they're supposed to vote for. That's what they're supposed to push. They got their bullet points. They got their talking points. And then they go in front of you and fucking camera for fucking three minutes and for seven minutes. And they push this idea and they push this narrative over and over again. And they tell you, if you don't follow this, we're going to take your fucking kids. We're going to kill them in the fucking woods because you don't want to support Planned Parenthood. And you don't want to support the Department of Education. So we're just going to fucking anally rape your kids and fucking send them back to you and tell them that they're Catholic. Okay. This is not. I I don't see this as a like, like I'm not making things up. I'm not thinking about things. I feel like I'm thinking about things pretty reasonably. Like I feel like trusting in people is way better than not trusting in people. I feel like in our neighborhood we can come up with better things if we all focused on that, rather than focusing every four years on on. Two assholes. Two assholes. We don't even get an option for three or four. We get two assholes. And guess what? The two assholes that they put in front of you, the debates, that's all controlled by the same two parties. I don't know if you know that. The 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 nonpartisan, uh non um is it nonpartisan, but it's both the rep, the Democrat and the Republican Party control the commission for debates. It used to be run by the League of Women voters, don't know if you know that. And when they ran it, you could it was you can get third party candidates in there and it was a lot easier to get into the debates, but now they control it and they change the rules every year so that they can keep third party candidates out. Now we have a third party candidate, Joe Jorgensen, female who can't run or um, she can run, but she's on the ballot in all 50 states and she can't be in the debates. How are you going to be in the ballot on all 50 states and you still can't be in the debates? It's fucking ridiculous. So, I mean, it's just a system of control. Um, I urge you, urge you to watch a documentary called How Big Oil Took Over the World. And uh, it's the story of the Rockefellers. Um, and it just shows you uh, like a history of people taking money, using their money and just changing everything from uh, oil to electricity uh, I don't know if you know, if we, we used to have electric cars. We used to have electric um, transportation, especially like in California, the trolleys and a lot of places they used to run on electric. And all of that got scrapped because Rockefeller um, just bought everything. He just bought what he wanted. He literally was the richest man on the planet at the time. And his wealth from standard oil which was a huge oil company it was so big that the government said it was it was like a monopoly and the government broke up standard oil and what happened is that they ended up making this motherfucker so much money because he had to sell everything off so he became liquid instead of having all his money in in the fucking standard oil business they made him liquid by forcing him not only to sell it but then forcing other people to buy it and he just made a fucking killing. And then he, you know, we talk about the medical industry. We used to be very um, uh, Eastern medicine, very, like holistic. And we used to treat things. We used to treat problems, um, not specialties where you had just foot doctors that just look at your foot. And they don't know that anything else in your other body can be affecting it. Your diet, your health, the way you're doing things can be affecting your foot. But they only treat the foot and they only treat the medicine. They all specialize in one fucking thing. Meanwhile, if you go to like China or any of these other places in the East, and this is what I hear from other people that have podcasts and talk about things. When they treat you, they treat you from the top down. 
they start and they start chopping down. What are you doing? How are you eating? Are you exercising? All right, let's look in your ears. Let's look in your eyes. You have this, you have that on your mouth. Are we going to go here? All that. Yeah, your back hurts. Okay, but we got to start up here and we're checking this and we're checking that. And they check everything. And it's a different style of method because they want to help you and cure you as opposed to just treat you like in we do now with pharmaceutical drugs. And we can thank Rockefeller that because with standard oil, the one thing about oil and turning that into fuel and turning um yeah turning that into fuel and that whole process is that there's a lot of byproduct and the byproduct you can't do things with and one of the byproducts of um that process is like petroleum and you had to do something with all these stuff you had to do something with that what they thought used to be waste they were like now we can make it and that's why we have a big plastic industry. That's why um, it used to be kerosene. Kerosene was really big in everybody's house. And um, um, electric started um, branching out. And, you know, the Rockefellers thought electric fucking sucks. So we used to have like electric trolleys. And they even had electric cars. There's a, docu- a fantastic documentary I watched on, on the death of the electric car. And this was back back in the day. And uh, they used to have charging stations, the whole fucking nine. It was crazy. And that all got killed through legislation, through the government, because it's not a free market. It's fucking the government. It's crony capitalism. So Rockefeller was able to spend so much money in changing that. He also changed the medical system by um, donating money to colleges, donating a shitload of money to colleges. And one condition that I had to put somebody on the board. Somebody needs to be on the board for my team. We want to make sure this money's spent right. Da, da, da. And of course, people are going to be like, all right, you're going to give me fucking $10 million. You're going to give me $1 million. You know, $1 million. What $1 million was back then to a billionaire. He was a billionaire before billionaires. And he was just able to, you know, give somebody a million dollars. They used to call him, you know, uh, Rockefeller's really big in New York. They have like dimes and stuff. He used to give people dimes. That was a whole propaganda campaign because he had such a bad rap. People hated him so much that he had to start giving people dimes. So he would give kids dimes just so that people thought he was a nice guy. Meanwhile, he was just fucking raping and pillaging this country, including the medical system. So anyway, on the medical system, you know, the the... He would get people on the boards and little by little they changed it to to more prescription based, more pharmaceutical based, more um, elective based. And uh, and it's just a fucking disaster. It's just a fucking disaster. So if you didn't know any about anything about that, if that's all new things to you, please be be um, go fact check me. Go fact check me. Anything that you think I said is outlandish, fact check me. DM me. Um, make a post about it. Vic is funny. Vic is with a Z funny uh, on Instagram and all fucking social medias. And tell me. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me what I said that is not factual. And I'll, I'll gladly tell you to go fuck yourself. No, I'm just kidding. I'll accept it. But I'm pretty sure everything I said is true. And meanwhile, people just say that you're a conspiracy theorist because they don't understand. They don't comprehend. And that's what I I challenge people to look at the opposite side. Look at what you don't agree with and you'll be surprised how much you learn. You know, like 
this whole COVID thing, like I would look at things and I would get scared. I would see those projections and I, I was looking at this stuff and I just didn't know other information. And now with all the information I know, yes, it's a serious disease. You don't want to get it, but I don't want to get pneumonia. I don't want to get the flu. I don't want to get cancer. I don't want to get AIDS. I don't want to get uh, malaria. I don't want to get Ebola. I don't want to get fucking the runs. I don't want to get sick. So I need to take precautions. And now coronavirus is serious. It will kill people that are um, susceptible to it. It will kill people that are compromised. So you have to be careful. But it's just something new that kills you. Two million people fucking died this year from coronavirus. It's fucking tragic. I know people that lost their father. I know my, my people I grew up with. I know they lost their father to this disease. And it's heartbreaking. I get that. It's fucking devastated families. But that's two million people died this year. What about the other 45 million people that have died this year so far across the world? Like, well, what are we doing? Is it really about keeping us healthy? Is it? Because you're compromising us more by keeping us in the house, keeping us out of gyms, keeping us from interacting with each other, keeping us covered and not exposed to the things that make our immune system stronger. Is it really about health or is it about control? What have you looked into that's contrary to your opinion. How much have you looked at it? Have you looked into the Dutch studies? Have you looked into the Swedish studies about wearing masks and the effectiveness of it and the fact that they have shown that it's not that much of a difference in results with lockdown and masks? So if we're trying to save all these people, but are we doing more damage than we're saving how many people are killing themselves how many people are depressed child abuse is up people have lost their livelihoods people are losing money people are losing everything people are losing their homes people are lo like are you not sympathetic to those people too because guess what there's a lot of people getting rich very rich a lot of people pushing a fucking vaccine it's getting very rich Amazon's getting very rich. Why are these people? Why can I go to Walmart with a large group of people, but I can't go to the barbershop with a small group of people inside? Why can I go to Target? It's essential. What's essential to that person? What's essential to my barber? Isn't it essential for him to be able to make a living? people at their own risks i don't know i'm, I'm just asking questions I, I don't i'm not claiming that i'm right but these are the questions i ask and and i'm continuously changing my opinion on things and i'm i tread carefully and you i'm mindful i'm not you just because you question things doesn't mean you're reckless they feed that idea to you to cause conflict because now this is a fight. The mask, the mask is a fight. Now it's something that's like left versus right. 
it's fucking silly. It's silly. But this is the world we live in. This is the world that's created for us. And, you know, I have... We, I have group chats with people and we talk about stuff and, you know, talk about scare, like people get scared that there's a dictator, that Trump's going to be a dictator. And I'm, I'm just like, I don't really fucking believe that. I think we got way too many fucking guns in this country and we have the Constitution. And I believe in the Constitution and the framework of this government. Uh, I just feel that it's been hijacked and I feel like. They're really, really embedded and people are embedded in their own thoughts and their own beliefs. Like the things that you learn, the things that you, you learn things and then you believe them. And then those things turn into beliefs and people, it's hard to, to, to question someone's beliefs. People get defensive because they feel like if they believe something, it's wrong. I don't know. I don't know why people are so defensive. I am too. I'm a person. But I've become more. I, I know that's because I'm going to close on this. I know this because um, uh, I've been following this account, the little wild thing. And she's like this fucking one on OnlyFans chick. She makes her money on OnlyFans. She's from Canada. Um, not a subscriber, but you can YouTube. I mean, you can Google uh, OnlyFans in her name and all her naked pictures come up. Um, but I didn't follow her because she's hot. I followed her because I went down that um, way, way mark. Is it way? Wayfair. I went down that Wayfair rabbit hole with the abduction of kids and stuff. And I ended up finding her page because she was posting a lot of shit about pedophiles and human trafficking. And I started looking at her stories because somebody, you know, one of those other pages I followed was reposting her shit. And I started following her stuff and I was, you know, into that Wayfair conspiracy and she was posting all this information and it was really, you know, it's just interesting to read and interesting to see. And then she mixes it in with the titties. So it's fucking nice. But the, um, the fuck the titties fucking distracted me. Then she's gotten into the fucking flat earth shit and the fake space stuff. And I emotionally, the same way. You hearing that emotionally responded to like, like you just almost like, ah, you're stupid. Ah, you don't know what you're talking about. Ah. But here's what cracked the egg for me. Now, I'm not saying I believe in flat earth or the fucking um, dome theory. That's a whole other podcast. I'll talk about that if you want. Um, But what I'm saying is, is that she cracked the egg where she was just made me question why I was emotionally responding to that now the moon landing and all that stuff and space and the globe and like that's all stuff that we are learn you know that are is taught to us and that we repeat that's the way we we learn like drone or bees through repetition that's how they teach you things so you're not really learning things you're not questioning what's taught to you they're just droning that repetition this is the test you have to pass the test you need to memorize this you just fucking keep going it so it's in your head so what experience do you have that tells you the earth is round or gravity or the moon or space or planets because everything that they show you in photos is all cgi they don't nasa doesn't produce photos 
It's all compiled data that they put into CGI renditions. Those pictures of planets very far away, those aren't real pictures of planets. Those are CGI from the data that they import, allegedly. So the whole point is that if you're not seeing it and feeling it and believing it with your own eyes, then you maybe it's not what you think. Maybe it's not what you know. Maybe it's not real. Maybe there is a dome over us like Truman's show. It's in the Bible, the firmament. Look it up. Revelations. They talk about cracking the firmament. And, and the firmament and past the firmament is the heavens. The heavenly sea and then the heavens. So the sun, the stars, everything is inside here. And it revolves around us. We're the center of the universe. That's the fucking theory. We're the center of the universe. And they want to keep that information from us. Because they don't want to know. How, they don't want us to know how special we are, how fantastically special we are, how we're gifted, how we've been gifted this fucking snow globe <laughs> that you could shake up every once in a while. So we're not revolving around the sun. The sun and the moon—they're in here revolving around us, and it's fucking—you know—I don't know. I don't fucking say that it's true. I don't know if it's true. What I'm saying is that I don't know if it's not true either. I'm not a fucking scientist. They talk about gravity, and gravity's a theory. Gravity's not law. Gravity's a theory based on a theory. So, if you know, I don't fucking know. Is the whole point. So I just my mind was open, and I'm like, I actively, you know pursued information on something I didn't believe in. I still don't. I still don't. I don't like I don't know is where I'm at with it now. I'm not gonna fucking get angry and emotionally defend something that I can't tell you for sure. I can tell you my daughter's a girl. I can tell you my wife is a woman. I can tell you that the door I'll argue these things because I can I believe it. I know I experienced it, but I'm not gonna argue things I don't fucking know. So uh, that's why I challenge people, you know, look into that stuff, look into the studies in Germany and Belgium and France where they were have been open. Schools have been open in these countries since March and they didn't have kids spreading it like they showed contact tracing in these major companies, Belgium, Germany, France, contact tracing in those companies could not trace one sick person to a kid like a kid did not get anybody sick. So, you know, that's stuff that's not discussed. Not at least, uh, I don't know. That's why I ask people, you know, that are so pro lockdown and stuff. Like, have you looked into anything that's contrary to what you believe? Or are you just believing what they're telling you and taking that for word? I don't know. Seems weird. So anyway, that's it, Papa. I love you guys. Um, check out the dojo of comedy, please. That's a fucking dope spot. Mars Plains, the dojo of comedy. Um, a lot of good things coming. A lot of uh, exciting things for the future. Okay. It's going to be the place where you go. You work out. And we all become black belts. Masters. <sighs> That's it, fam. I appreciate you guys. Whoever is listening to this. All three of you. Love you. Mwah.